Googling your symptoms is really scary. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I have Google every time I Google something that's wrong with me, I have cancer. <laughs> that <laughs> know, is 100% what's happening. It's the Wild Foods Podcast. Real food, real ingredients, and real people talking on the podcast. Who are those people? You're about to find out. Welcome to the Wild Foods Podcast. It's your co-hosts, Marcy and Jamie from the Wild Foods team. Today, we are talking about myths about pills and food as medicine. I am Jamie Stuckert. I work alongside our founder, Colin, who happens to be my brother, and I help manage all things social, marketing, content, and wild relationships. My background is in figure skating with 20 years of experience. Health and wellness is my number one priority in this life, and I hope to share my journey with you all, but also to shed light on all the wrong things in the food industry. And I'm Marcy, and I am also a host. I am from San Antonio, but moved to Austin seven years ago for college. And since graduating, I became a TV reporter and lived in some odd places. I decided to return to Austin and work for Wild Foods and take my skills and production elsewhere and apply it to a subject I am very passionate about. And that is about food and nutrition. So, as Jamie said, today we're going to be talking about debunking myths about medicine and rethinking food as medicine. And I wanted to begin with a quote from Hippocrates. It says, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food, which we translate to food is medicine and wild foods use as our motto. So real quick, we're going to go over the misconceptions of the topic and about thinking as food is medicine. So first of all, people who preach against medicine, everybody thinks they're anti-medicine, but that's not the case. We are not anti-medicine. We want to make that clear from the get-go. We just think that there needs to be a, a bigger push in society to think about food as medicine and decrease medicine consumption as a whole. Oh, yeah. Another myth is that, you know, every time you reach for an ache or a pain, it's okay to reach for a pill that corresponds to that. That's that's not healthy, guys. Another myth is that vitamins are necessary. And that is so false. That is a huge myth because if you have a healthy diet. Correct. Yeah. You don't need all of the other outsiders. <laughs> yeah. And another thing is, um, you know, people, they take pills because FDA says they're, they're healthy, but actually pills are very misunderstood. The long-term effects of pills are very misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So that is another myth. And finally, like we said, um, other myth is that people think they need to take pills to get the, the things that they need when in fact they just need food. Yeah, they they need the right kind of food. Right. Yeah. So I think while we have had several wonderful breakthroughs with modern medicine, it's not all good. Addiction to painkillers is rampant in this country, and doctors seem to prescribe these without hesitation. Generally speaking, the answer is not in a pill. The answer is in your everyday lifestyle choices like diet, sleep, your work environment, and your social environment. Those can all have a profound impact on your health. 
we continuously fail to find the root cause of issues and instead bandage our problems with pills and antibiotics. And it's pretty scary what's going on out there. Absolutely. I even feel my like personally myself, I know I took, you know, anytime I had an ailment, it's like go to the doctor, get prescribed an antibiotic mm-hmm. and it goes away. Yep. And you know what? In some cases, like I understand you may need it, but in a lot of cases, we don't necessarily need to depend on that. And I used to depend on Advil for 15 years to take Mm -hmm. away my cramps every month. Thankfully, I've made that change recently. I switched over to CBD, but I also, after implementing the carnivore diet, I have had less pain. So it's been really, really exciting for that. That's awesome. As a woman, I can totally relate to that. Um, You know, it's like we were saying every time Americans and a lot of the world think that every time they have an ache or a pain, a sniffle, a cough, an itch, they reach for the first thing that will cure that, but maybe they need to take a look at what's actually causing them to have those symptoms in the first place, like Jamie was saying, lifestyle. So a new survey actually finds that 55% of Americans regularly take prescription medicine, Mm. and those who use a prescription drug take four on average and may also take over-the-counter drugs, vitamins, and other dietary supplements. Whoa. Yeah. That's a pretty staggering number. So oh my goodness. that's that's just the people that are taking prescription. That's like that's not even accounting for people that are taking over the counter. You know, that's just it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is think about how the foods you eat in your diet play a critical role in controlling inflammation levels. And like we've said, inflammation is believed to be the root cause of almost all diseases. So basically, if you take away all the pills that you're that you're taking on a daily basis and try to implement foods in your diet that mimic those drugs, you will have an amazing result. And what you eat plays a critical role in controlling inflammation levels, balancing blood sugar, regulating cardiovascular health, helping digestive organs to process and eliminate waste, and much, much more. So, Jamie, what what do you use? Which foods do you use besides carnivore um, to replace with medicine or if you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. So um, I'm actually pretty new to carnivore and I implemented this about I think I'm like day 18 now or, or 19 and I feel incredible. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first started it and I and my background is I probably started doing paleo like um, maybe, you know, f- six years ago. And then in the last year I started doing keto. And so I really started ramping up in that nutrition category and I started taking it very seriously and started researching and f- just trying to find the answers. Um, I think most people are also trying to do the same thing. So, um, I came across this amazing doctor, Dr. Saladino, who is like the carnivore expert. And, after hearing some of his podcasts and him speak, I really was like, oh, there's no going back. I have to try carnivore. Um, the results that he's seen and that other people have seen in the carnivore community, which is actually pretty big. I didn't realize that. it's mm-hmm. It's got a big community around the world. And the results were just amazing. Amazing for autoimmune issues, amazing for um, just improving all aspects of health. And mm-hmm. I personally have felt really great on it. Um, my mental clarity is through the roof. My skin has 
cleared tremendously. Um, like I said, with my my menstrual cramps, they have reduced for the first time in my life, and I've I'm really shocked by that. Mm. Um, so, what kind of pills do you take on a daily or a regular basis? I actually be honest. Oh yeah, I don't take any. Wow, um, impressive. Yeah, I stopped taking Advil about six seven months ago, and during that transition, I switched over to our wild CBD mm. because my my cramps were so debilitating. And at one point, I thought I had to call nine one one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I act and I think that there are other issues here. I think some of this was diet related. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I was Absolutely. consuming too many alternative su- sweeteners and sugar, and yeah. I was still drinking at the time. I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, day 25 sober now so i'm really excited about that i don't take any pills i think if i was like super sick maybe there's a possibility i would consider it but knock on wood i haven't been there yet so i I really don't want to take any right yeah well you know there was a documentary that i watched recently and it's called the dark side of a pill And basically, it showed that a certain percentage of people who took antidepressants showed suicidal or homicidal homicidal behavior within the first set of days. And while we know that there are medications that have – these are the kinds of medications Mm -hmm. that have extreme side effects because they're dealing with brain chemicals, what you might not expect is that the drug manufacturer hid the information in order Mm -hmm. to keep afloat or to make a profit. Yeah. So – Basically, the company falsified data to win FDA approvals for another set of generic drugs. Like, this is the kind of stuff that, um, you know, you really have to think about because we're, we're a still very relatively new modern society mm-hmm. and medicine is, is very new. They can say it's safe all they want, but you really can't believe it until that medicine has been around for a hundred years or more. Yeah, totally. And and my my question to people who are relying on these sorts of medications is what is causing the depression? Mm-hmm. What in your life is going on? Right. What are your daily choices? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it, you know, what can you control? And I think that a lot of people um, avoid this and it can be pretty powerful if they actually do the introspection on themselves. Mm -hmm. It can be pretty profound, the results. Absolutely. But that's not really what doctors are suggesting we do. (laughs) Well, and the other thing is like, um, it's kind of funny because there's like a diet, there's a diet out there for pretty much every condition. And like I said, it all has to do with inflammation. So I was actually doing some research for a friend who is struggling with bipolar disorder. Mm. And I found that there is actually a bipolar diet that Hmm. people should be eating. I'd be interested to know what that consists of. I'll tell you. Basically, (laughs) it consists of food that is anti-inflammatory. So Mm. it's an anti-inflammatory diet based on whole foods Mm -hmm. and a lot of omega-3s, which really um, cushioned the brain cells yeah. and make them fire better and and contain all those great omega threes that make you feel good. So, I, I don't think many many people are getting their fish consumption in their not. daily fish. <laughs> Shout out to Wild Foods fish oil. You yeah. want more fish consumption in your diet? You can go to wildfoods.co. We use real ingredients, and that includes fish. Use the code. Uh, we should probably have one for the podcast, but we'll go with Wild CEO. That'll get you twelve percent off. I think so. And so piggybacking off that, um, the AHA actually recommends taking 0.5 to 1.8 grams of fish oil per day. 
That way you will get enough dietary omega-3 fatty acids and- And also eating it. And yeah, and eating it. If you don't eat it, yes. then you should be taking a supplement. But it would be ideal to eat all of, of course, your omegas. Yeah. And fish oil can keep your heart healthy. Um, and like I was saying, it it may play a role in brain function and behavior. That's why basically eating anti-inflammatory foods are good for everyone, but especially in particular for people with mood disorders, cardiovascular diseases, um, because it's just your body's way of reducing what's going haywire. Because if if one system's down in your body, then it's going to cause you to have other symptoms. Yeah, and and unfortunately, when you live in modern society, there are – so many things coming in the way of, you know, your health, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not only all the convenience foods, but the lifestyle that we all choose to live, this lifestyle of going out and eating all the time. We're eating terrible foods from these restaurants. Um, We're not on a regular schedule. We're not sleeping right. So definitely a lot of work in that area. Absolutely. And, you know, um, in case you're wondering, there are foods in nature that actually resemble drugs that you probably take um, or have taken at least once in your life. So Advil, like Jamie was saying, is used to reduce um, inflammation, joint pain. Instead of taking Advil, try taking turmeric. Turmeric is amazing for reducing inflammation, and studies have actually shown that it reduced uh, joint pain in people that had extreme joint pain as a whole, like a a lot. And Mm -hmm. um, another one would be instead of taking mucinex, which is used to eliminate mucus, then loosen it, Mm. drink lime juice. I can attest to this, and it actually works. Lime juice eliminates mucus just as good as mucinex, and it's really effective if you put it in a cup of hot water Mm. and uh, combine it with your tea or whatever. And another one would be nausea medicine. Instead of taking motion sickness pills or nausea medicine, eat ginger. Ginger has amazing anti-nausea effects. Yeah, and my question is, why are you getting nausea? So that's the real... The root mm-hmm. problem is is very uh, interesting. Absolutely, yeah. It's- and this could be from probably foods or mm-hmm. fake foods or processed foods that people are consuming or coffee yep. or alcohol. Or stress. Yeah, stress, stress can play into that too. Stress has st- – scientists are actually just now learning about the effect of stress on the body. It's incredible. Yeah. Stress can – literally alter your hormones. And I've actually experienced that. Oh, yeah. There was a time in my life where I was really stressed out and I just started getting really sick. And um, as soon as I lowered stress, I started pra- uh, practicing gratitude every morning, mm-hmm. writing down things I was grateful for at least five in the morning, meditating. My sickness went away just like that. And I just felt I felt good as new, but stress can just make it or break it. Yeah. Work environment, Mm -hmm. uh, personal life, not drinking enough water. All these things play a huge, huge role for sure. And another food is medicine. My final little alternative would be mushrooms. So Brent over here came in the studio today with allergy symptoms. And I am here in Austin – we have incredibly horrible allergies. There is literally always something in the air, yeah, whether it's, really it's cedar or mold or oak. 
I just Googled Austin allergies and there's like 10 allergens in the air right now. The idea that that's Googleable, it makes me regret moving here. I'm like, oh, Wait. yeah, I guess it's a it's, real thing. I here. guess it's the price you have to pay for this awesome city we live in. Very true. Um, but I actually made Brent a cup of mushroom tea. And here at Wild Foods, we sell adaptogenic mushrooms. We sell chaga, reishi, lion's mane, turkey tail. And reishi and chaga in particular are actually known for their – well, they're all known for their anti-inflammatory effects. They're very, very strong anti-inflammatory foods. But reishi and chaga in particular is really good for fighting seasonal allergies. And I want to ask Brent, how are you feeling? Well, I, I started taking this at the beginning of the show and I've had my mic on mute most of the time because I'm afraid that I'm sniffling. So <laughs> I haven't wanted to interrupt the podcast, but I think my sniffles have reduced and I feel like I can breathe through my nose, which is also that's a very good. nice, good thing. So I didn't expect it to work that quickly. I know. So it that's what I'm saying. Could I, be placebo, but it's I swear it's not because when I've had when I've been having allergies or an allergy attack, I can feel the inflammation in my sinuses. And as soon as I drink, like probably within like 30 minutes of drinking the mushroom, reishi and chaga in particular, I always, I can just feel the inflammation go down in my sinuses and it's awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I've got one little bit to add to uh, foods that double as medicine. Mm -hmm. I really think that eating... Uh, animals nose to tail can also serve as medicine for the human uh, race. I think that as humans, we are all de designed to eat as the same diet. Mm -hmm. We're all one species and women and men alike uh, could really thrive on the carnivore diet. So that's what I believe is medicine. Absolutely. And I think it's really ex like just extremely powerful. Let's, let's hear some personal rants. What you got Brent? So something that came up while we were earlier in the episode that I didn't want to chime in with, but it seemed like it was appropriate at the end. You were talking about how doctors will prescribe patients mm -hmm. like antibiotics, like they're going out of style. Yeah. So what's funny is I was wondering, because all doctors seem to understand how stupid that is to give somebody antibiotics mm -hmm. for something that they don't need it for. Yeah. You know, like the antibiotics can treat a bacterial infection, but they can't do anything for a virus. So when somebody comes in with a cold, they give them mm -hmm. a pack. Why do they do that? So you have to look at incentives sometimes. And the mm. reason doctors do this is because there's apparently these patient satisfaction surveys that get sent out mm -hmm. that relate to how much money they get from the government for the Medicaid patients mm. that come in wow. Wow. and they don't know who they're going to go to. So that in order for them to make the most money, they have to make the patients the happiest. Yeah. Not necessarily cure them, but make them think that they are doing something. So if yeah. a patient comes in and says, I want a Z pack. Guess what? If the doctor says, no, you don't need a pack, what are they going to do? They're going to rate them bad. The doctor's yeah. going to make less money and it's going to be completely out of their control. So the incentives are aligned really, really poorly. Not mm -hmm. that all doctors know what they're doing. I mean, there might be doctors that would think that that's a good wow. idea, yeah. but, but most of them, that's like day one stuff. Because if, if you take enough antibiotics, eventually you're going to have a super bug that will be resistant to those, mm -hmm. which antibiotic resistance is probably right. going to be a really big problem we have to deal with in like 50 years or something. Yeah. But anyway, just an interesting little anecdote about how doctors end up making bad choices, even though they might be smart people. Yeah, there's actually some speculation that taking drugs, prescription and over the counter 
may alter genes and your DNA. Yeah, they scary. Can't, they can't know that yet because they haven't been around long enough. So hmm. Just do your research like always, you know. Um, we're going to talk about some action items for the audience. Do you, What do you think, Jamie? Um, my biggest one is uh, I just encourage people to try. I know it's it seems hard in this modern behind this modern lens, but go back to your roots and just try and stay biologically consistent and be one with nature. Mm-hmm. I know that might sound like crazy, but it's just, um, it's pretty simple actually. Yeah. And I think, um, people tend to complicate this, this whole situation. And in reality, we just need to get back to our roots, Absolutely. literally. Yeah. So I guess some recommendations I would suggest would be before reaching for a certain pill, especially over-the-counter ones for um, symptomatic things, maybe not so much ones that you're using to treat your disease, such as cancer or things like that. But, you know, for a headache or inflammation, um, before doing that, Google foods that blank. So foods that mimic Advil, foods that mimic Mucinex. It wouldn't hurt to do research online. Don't play doctor. Doctors hate when you do that. I think that they have their reasons. That's reasonable. Mm -hmm. So don't be, you know... WebMD doctor, but do you just, you know, do your research and read information about that drug you're taking just so you're well informed. That's pretty much all you can do in this, this modern day that we live in. Yeah, totally. Googling your symptoms is really scary. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I have Google every time I Google something that's wrong with me, I have cancer. Like, that <laughs> I know, is 100% I know. That's what's when happening. It drives them crazy. And that's why you have to also be careful, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and also, um, like, again, we're not bashing Western medicine. That's very important. Mm -hmm. It's always good to go back to nature. As Jamie was saying, Google Ayurvedic medicine and see, see what they, what it says. Can you spell that? A-R-U-Y. Wait. I I, I have never heard that word before. So I feel like the audience. A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-I-C. All right. There you go, audience. That's it. I wasn't ready for that. Just to pick up piggyback what you were saying you didn't know what it was basically it means that it's about prevention and it's about a balanced lifestyle that's in harmony with the cycles of nature so it's like pretty much the same thing well no as first i i hadn't heard it before i've heard of the i've heard of the uh the thought behind it before oh, okay i, I never you- i never heard the word that was oh, cool okay, okay. so Got i it. like the uh i like the word the audience can google the word they can find the, the particular med- do any of our medicines qualify or absolutely. any of our foods, pretty much all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything we sell is Ayurvedic because it's about getting back to nature. And absolutely, like, it's just, it's really crazy how society has progressed. But it's the way it goes. That's for sure. Well, we're going to wrap it up today, guys. We hope you enjoyed that little bit about myths on pills and using food as medicine. We appreciate you listening today. And we will see you guys soon. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is just a quick reminder that the members of the Living Wild podcast team are not medical professionals. They are not doctors. They are not nutritionists or dietitians. They are here to provide entertainment for you and give you a perspective on their thoughts and their feelings. So please, before making any radical changes in your diet, do your own research and also consult a licensed medical professional and stay wild.